0: Mary and Josh Daily podcast brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family owned partner with a direct lender advantage.
1: Mary. Josh. Daily.
0: Mary. Josh. Daily. Wine, complain, vent. I think it's all really healthy to do, Josh, right? You got to let it out. Sometimes,
2: yes, I'm. I'm with you. Yes, sometimes.
0: <laughs> sometimes it can even happen, like after your eyes open in the morning, when you're just getting up for the day. You may have the thought, you may say it out loud. I can't do it. I cannot do today. Uh, I was already belly aching earlier and whining and saying, I, I feel like I was not supposed to do life today. Because I just feel unsettled. Mm -hmm. I feel not with it. I feel a step behind. I'm supposed to do this radio thing. Like it's just all chaos in my head and in my home. And, you know, as I'm talking with God, and it literally is like a minute by minute prayer for me because of the way my brain works. I need someone holding my hand and just saying, okay, let's do this next thing okay we got that done let's do this next thing we got that done so i have to especially on these days truly rely on god for every single little step of the way and i've had to train myself that it's not a weakness it's a moment for true intimacy with him Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what he wants so it's even better
2: If you've ever wondered how do you know what's true, how do you spot a counterfeit, like my hand's in the air, I want to know those things. And I think it's an important question for right now. We're hearing so much, about so much, from so many different sources, and that includes not just what's happening in the world, but it includes God and Jesus and what's, what's real in that area, the right way to live, the right way to think. And God has reminded me of maybe the best analogy i've i've ever heard about how to spot a counterfeit you know when you consider counterfeit money it's noticed because a cashier will study the real thing incessantly like they they never forget what the real thing looks and feels and smells like and all of that you can spot a counterfeit because you know the real thing and god's looking right at me and going do you know the real thing Do you know it well enough? I'll never arrive, but that's got to be my foundation. That's got to be our foundation is remembering what's real based on what he has told us. We'll be able to spot what's fake when we know the real thing. Lots of socks and underwear, and I was sweating. That's how my weekend went. I hope yours was better. Okay. Yeah. So I finally got fed up with my sons and their lack of anything when it comes to doing their laundry. Each kid is supposed to handle their own, but it just... They literally got buried. Like, I could have lost a child or two underneath this mound that was just collecting. There was no hope. So I stepped in and decided I've got to... Kind of hit the reset button and start them over. So in addition to everything else on the calendar this weekend, I washed, dried, and folded nine loads of laundry. No. Nine no. of them. In my son's loads, I found two pairs of my wife's jeans. Seriously, guys? <laughs> Shirts and stuff for the entire family. A lot of my stuff and everything. And 47 pairs of socks. I am not kidding you. Forty, 47? 47 pairs of of socks. Okay. I showed my boys the stacks of folded clothes distributed properly for each of them, by the way. Done, finished. I gave them the look and then I said, Never again. And I walked out of the room.
0: It is your day. You do you. No questions asked. <laughs> hey Brittany. I was <laughs> I was in a wedding where the bride worked for Waffle House. And we took her bridesmaid photos with her at Waffle House.
2: I love that so very much. Please tell me syrup was involved and there were like blueberry (laughs) toppings like this. you got to have done Um, it right.
0: No syrup because she was in the wedding dress, but she was standing on the counter like a princess. And we were all sitting there like she was going to, you know, we were going to serve her as her servants. And it was just hysterical.
2: She said, Dad, you want to go for a walk? So I like jumped at the chance, uh, but I almost assumed something was wrong because my 16-year-old little girl never asks dad to go for a walk and to talk with me. So I'm like, oh, boy, I'm just bracing myself. We're walking around and she starts talking about apartments. Yeah.
0: What? Living
2: arrangements for after high school I answered questions about rent versus a mortgage, location, neighbors, prices, contracts, a roommate or a few roommates to help with those costs. And she was just soaking it all in. And my feelings, as you might imagine, are just going all over the place.
0: Oh, yes. As as a
2: daddy having this conversation, I was so proud of her. And I told her that you know, thinking ahead, being responsible, that's a really big step that shows a lot of maturity. I also was heartbroken and scared of what life will be like when she finally (laughs) does move out. So I reminded her, honey, I know that you're going to have schooling and stuff and you're doing that right here in town. She's already kind of got that plan. I said, you can stay as long as you need. Mom and I talk a big game about kicking you out when you're 18. That's not really true. Unless you're playing video games in the basement, you can stay as long as you need to.
0: It's amazing how a little bit of life wisdom can make you feel so much better.
2: Leslie called to share this, and uh, she shared it with Haley and Jace from the afternoon show here on the River. Uh, so just a little, a little bit of wisdom.
0: The reason forties are better. If there's a lot of angst in the twenties. Um, things get real busy in the thirties. If you start having kids and stuff, and it gets kind of tiring. You buy the house and. The 40s things just start to, to cement a little bit better. And if you think you're comfortable in your skin in your 30s, wait till your 40s.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> all bets are off, it sounds like. That's right. 40s was kind of neat. You start to have some more alone time with the hubby after all the craziness of yeah. the kids. Anyway, that's my thought. That's amazing. <laughs> you convinced me.
2: Okay, think back to the last time you experienced something and you thought to yourself, man, I wish somebody would have told me it was going to be like that. Mm, Yeah. It happens all the time. Lots of scenarios fit that. Well, I had a chance to sit down with a couple of guys recently, some friends of mine, Marcus and John, just dudes, husbands, fathers, hanging out, discussing life and faith and wisdom. In this conversation, John hit on something I think can really benefit all of us right now, no matter where we are on whatever journey. We got multiple things happening and this can fit as he thought about what advice he would have given himself years ago if he could.
1: I've had this fairy tale about life, fairy tale about marriage, fairy tale about fatherhood. Um, I'm, I'm just going to have to sue Disney because Disney <laughs> lied to me about a lot of things, right? <laughs> and so, uh, what what I have to do is learn to let, trust the process that everything is is not as big as what we make it, and. Um, Don't give up too quickly when you are faced with challenges, push on, and um, because the race is not given to the swift or the strong, but the one who endures to the end. So it's about outlasting each season. And so I'm looking forward to the end and what the end will say. And so uh, trust the process. That's what I would tell myself.
0: Cute kid stories. It's always great when your six-year-old comes out of timeout and says, mommy, I want you to know it really doesn't bother me when I have to sit and time out.
2: Oh, you stop it right now. Young man.
0: (laughs) Which I said, Oh, so maybe we should do something different. Like take your, your tablet, your little device away. He goes, yeah, I think so. I said for a day, he said probably two. Good grief. (laughs) And here we are again, Josh. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld apparently is making a movie about the creation of the Pop-Tart. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you laugh, you celebrate. And then here I am saying to you, dude, defend your gender because I don't get it.
2: All right, so um, I'm going to turn this back on you just kind of. Okay. Okay. One of the stereotypes of women, moms especially, but women... You read the labels on things, like Pop-Tarts, right? You want to know what's in there if you're going to put it in your body or your kids are going to put it in their body, right? I mean, Yeah. Yeah. uh Uh, Right. So this this is the same thing. The creator of the Pop-Tart is a hero to us, guys. So we want to know what went into it. This is like reading the label on the box. I am in. (laughs) Now, to those with pets or who grew up with them, lots of experience... What my family's been learning since Christmas when we got our new puppy, it's been pretty standard stuff. Like, for example, Mary, what would you say are some of the top things you want to teach your puppy when they're young?
0: Um, sit, Mm -hmm. roll over, do not beg. (laughs)
2: We've done sit, not roll over, and... Well, do not beg. Actually, we, we stop them from begging because when we eat or whatever, we put our dog in his crate just because okay. it's so hard to keep him like literally off the table. And wouldn't you know, that's the thing. We have accidentally stumbled onto a training that he knows. It's, it's something he knows how to do. Ollie, go to your crate. And by and large, he does it. He, he will do that and he's happy in there. There's plenty of room. We toss him his toys and stuff, and he's fine. Okay. He, he enjoys being in his crate. So we we accidentally taught him something really important <laughs> that's helpful for us. Now, I just gotta figure out how to teach him this trick. Ollie, get a job. It costs a lot of house and <laughs> feed. You go on, contribute to the family budget.
0: You go to the experts, the pros who have walked the walk when you also wanna get something accomplished. Josh, you've been very open and transparent about a whole healthy lifestyle journey this year. Oh
2: geez, yeah, Uh uh-huh, yeah.
0: What, (laughs) why the OG?
2: (laughs) Every time you do this, it just makes me (laughs) nervous. Anyway, go ahead, what?
0: Stop, so (laughs) I've also been just kinda trying to eat better and move a little bit each and every day. And this past weekend, I had like a major self-care day. Okay, good. Where I just ate all the things, so. I have to know (laughs) you allow yourself to do that, but then how do you get back on track? Because it's so easy to fall back into that. Oh, give me all the things.
2: I I don't want you to have my experience, what I have dealt with in the past, okay? Because Uh I know exactly what you're talking about. You'll have like a really fun day and there are a lot of special things and you totally dive in and then it is hard. Normally what it's done for me is it's taken me um, feeling awful about myself again, like the same (laughs) way I did before that made me start the whole thing. So I'm just telling you, take it from me. Don't wait until you have to kick yourself in the pants To get moving again. Start again today. What you did wasn't. See, this is the stuff I tell myself. What you did (laughs) wasn't wrong. It's fine. But that's not you. That was a blip. So again today, make sure you do the right things. Okay, does that help?
0: That, that's all I needed to hear. Okay. I'm already back on track. I made a good breakfast decision. and Okay, good. I just wanted to have you as accountability, though. Yeah. So, Well, just
2: send me the pictures of everything you're eating today, and we will make sure you stay on track. <laughs> you can learn a lot by observing those who have uh, gone before. Last year, at this time, my brother had a graduation party for my nephew. It was fantastic. Lots of fun. This year, he had a graduation party for my niece. He's just ejecting kids left yeah. and right. He got a lot of food both times, but this year, he way overdid it with a Chipotle. <laughs> it was okay. as far as the eyes could see. He texted me after everything was done. Here's what's left over, okay? He's got five tubs of chicken. Four four tubs of steak, four tubs of salsa, three enormous bags of their chips, which are Mm -hmm. the best. And of course more than enough guac and other toppings to go with all of that. That's what's left over. And this was this was Grand Central Station when I was there. Like it was busy for hours and he just he got way too much. So I'm thinking thrifty. Mary my daughter graduates in 2 years. So if I froze all that stuff, do you think it would keep no, till 2023? Even.
0: <laughs> don't even.
2: And now, another episode of year 21 tweets.
0: Just normalizing eating supermarket bakery buttercream from a piping bag and calling it self-care. <laughs>
2: Hey, God, I just wish you'd send me an email so I would understand. Like, that's uh, a, yeah. <laughs> every week, I feel like. He doesn't do that, at least not exactly. John, a friend of mine who's uh minister, author, husband, father, is learning what God means when he says, trust me. He's learning it through his experience of being a daddy to his two-year-old daughter, London, which, of course, God is orchestrated this whole thing to build his family and he's starting to go oh i get it and we can too i think through this
1: at the age of two london is getting her hands into everything she possibly can she wants everything now she wants her way and one thing that i've realized is she will scream and cry when she doesn't get food um when she wants it and something that my wife and i tell her all the time have we ever not fed you london I know you're tripping. Okay, you're tripping. But think, have we ever not fed you ever? And it just reminds me of how we don't trust God when he has never failed us. You would think you would trust somebody eventually when they've never failed you. And um, it just shows that we just have to rest and trust God for sure with our life.
2: If you look around, it doesn't look like you're in a fight. I guess if it does look like you're in a fight... Get out of it. Fighting doesn't help anything. But anyway, uh, it doesn't look like you're in a fight, even though we all are in this housing market. My name is Josh, and if you're looking to buy a home, you need a good realtor, and you need a mortgage company that's going to fight through all of this stuff with you to get you the best rates, to get you the best deal, and to get you closed as soon as possible. That is United Faith Mortgage. They've done this for my wife and I, both with a new house purchase a couple of years ago, and just last year with a full refinance. It felt so good knowing I didn't have to try to figure out so much of this stuff on my own. They answered all of our questions. They, of course, handled the entire process like the experts they are. You've heard them on the river here because they believe their core is the same as ours, faith and family, and they want to help you out by saving your family additional money and stress. So don't put up your dukes anymore. Just open up a web browser and go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. Animalist number 1330.